0: Lordship of Jesus Christ. For it is by him that we live, move, and have our being. Thank you for the ministry of music. Move the preacher out of the way. Convict, convince, need be convert. Counsel us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, amen. Church, amen again. We give honor to most high God, our gracious Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to co-labors in the gospel behind me and to all of our officers and members, friends, we greet you in the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. You bow now or you bow later, but you're going to bow. Satan going to bow. Can I get a witness? That Jesus is Lord. I want to thank our great choir and hope. Can't, let's get the Lord a hand clap. Great song, baby. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Bible says, whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. This morning, we'll be in Matthew chapter 16, Matthew chapter 16, now last week, those of you that missed last week, we dealt with, I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten, from Joel chapter 2, 25, and this is our third sermon of the year, New Year. The first was from Revelation 1 on the eternality of Jesus Christ, and here in Matthew 16, beginning at verse 18, when you get it, say, amen. amen. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loose in heaven and then in verse 24 to 26 then said Jesus unto his disciples if any man will come after me let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whomsoever whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whatsoever and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall say, find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? This morning we want to preach around a subject we are called to carry a cross. We are called to carry a cross. Once calling has become a controversy or a controversial subject, As people have placed on God their pleasures, personal desires, and promotion of worldly programs, God's calling is directly connected to God's grace, God's gifts, God's guidance, and ultimately God's glory. Meaning, if God is not getting glory out of your calling, your calling didn't come from him. I, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to these neo-pastors who claim that God has spoken to them about a new way to reinvent yourself a new way to be successful, a new... None of that is from God. We have turned the pulpit, amen, into some secularized method of enhancement. And, and, and the tragedy is that the church has lost its identity. The world is in the church, and the church is in the world. And the people that come to church don't know what ought to be in the church. So they pull the world in the church. And they want everything to work worldly. They don't see the need for us to humbly submit and to his glory. That we are strangers and pilgrims in a foreign land. That this world is not our home, that we are a royal priesthood, we are a holy nation, we are a peculiar people. We were born twice, but we're only going to die once. Born physically, then we were born again spiritually. And, and, and our death is not like the world's death. When the world dies, they go to hell. When we die according to the world standard, to be is to be. It's the same tense. To be absent is to be present. We we are present with the Lord. We are rejoicing in him, the God of our salvation. And this matter of calling has confused people because um, they look at the calling to the church as a calling to a job. Yeah. Look at the calling to Christ as if we're joining some kind of social club. I don't know if you noticed, the church is a militia. Church is a military. And because we are fighting against principalities and powers and dominions and thrones, and we have to fight the fight of faith. Can I get a witness? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, dominions. And we are involved in close to close conflict every day of our lives. Amen? And Satan wants to subdue us and he wants to find a way to overtake us, but amen, the good news is that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Yeah, we, we, we have the victory. No weapon that's formed against us shall prosper. Amen. Sometime I'll preach that, but when Isaiah talked about no weapon formed, the word formed means even in the R&D process, research and development, when the, when the devil's putting a blueprint of a weapon, God God destroys it. Lord have mercy. No weapon... No, no, no weapon that's even formed shall prosper. And so we have the victory in Christ. That Abraham was called to travel to Cana, come out of the earth of Chaldees, the clubs, the bars, the honky tonks, the discos, and God told him to go. And as he went towards Canaan not knowing where he was going. He kept going. He endured faith and failure along the way. He was tested and tried. That was his calling. Can I get a witness? And, and, and Moses was called to be God's deliverer for Israel, leading them out of bondage and brokenness into blessing as they crossed the Red Sea. And after coming out of the Red Sea, there was a collapse of God's uh, covenant people as they worshiped and made a golden calf Moses had to contend with a murmuring, mixed multitude of misfits. But that was his calling. God called him to deal with that. Do I have a witness? And here, here, here in the church age, um, Acts 2 to Revelation 4, God is calling us to carry a cross. Matthew 16 is a transitional chapter, and as we look at Matthew 16, Jesus begins to educate his disciples on an entirely new program called the Ecclesia, the Church, the, the, the Ecclesiology, or if you will, the called-out ones, and Jesus Christ takes his disciples to Caesarea Philippi, and Caesarea Philippi, as you know, was where all of the so-called false gods had statutes, and Jesus walked his disciples in there and say, and asked the question, who do men say that I am? Yeah. Yeah. Some disciples said, some of them say you're Elijah, some say you're John the Baptist. Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, but my Father revealed that to you. And listen, and upon this rock himself, not Peter, not the Pope, but upon himself, upon this rock, I'll build my church, futuristic, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Peter, i have given you the keys to the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth has already, in the Greek past tense, been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth has already been loose. That is so phenomenal in this language. Here, here's what Jesus is saying. Raymond Gordon, as you preach my unadulterated word, whatever you proclaim out of my 66 books in the canon has already been confirmed in heaven. And whatever you loose is already loose. Whatever you bound is already bound because it's part of my word. And my word cannot come back void. Isn't that deep? And, 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 and so it's in this context that when we begin to look at this matter of the value and the victory of a disciple, now we need to stop pausing part because every disciple is a Christian, but every Christian is not a disciple. Some of us only care about not going to hell. I want to give my life to Christ, know I'm saved, then I want to live worldly. Yeah. I want to do my own thing. I don't want to feel under nobody's control. You're not a disciple. The word disciple comes from a Greek word, mathates, a learner. The root is math, thought accompanying to that individual, a learner, a mimicker, someone who is fully surrendered, someone who is self-renouncing in their faith. That I was saying this morning, I love the old Chinese karate pictures. Have libraries of them. And oftentimes in those Chinese pictures, they always have this upstart, young, unskilled person wanting to learn Kung Fu. And the masters who are in the Shaolin Temple, they have them doing chores of cleaning and carrying water and sweeping. And after a year of training, the young man said to the priest, Why do I have to do all this? What does this have to do with Kung Fu? And the teacher smiles and said it's part of your training. It is a discipline to become a disciple before you can become a black or red belt in Kung Fu. Are you getting the picture? You got to go through this before you can learn that. This is preparing you for that. Can I get a witness? Now, two things you need to know about these these, 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 these teachers, these, these master teachers in Shaolin Temple. First of all, the teacher never teaches you everything they know. You ain't, you ain't gonna never turn around and be the teacher. Ee, ee. You can do all that you want. Teacher knock you out. You he's not gonna teach you everything you know. Second of all, second of all, as you are growing, you begin to look back and see the significance of why you had to go through what you had to go through. Let me stop pausing, park. I was dealing with this. I went in the military in 68 during Vietnam. I've been out of the military 40 years. I came out in 74, 40 years. And what they taught me in the military for warfare was a discipline, a different mindset. They were hard. I know some of you that were, were, went through a sorority or fraternity. You had something similar, not the same, but something similar. And, and listen, I, I can remember going into that military uh, right out of high school because Vietnam was going on. I was drafted. I mean, I was one I took the test. I had my little South Philly stroll going in, but when I came home on leave, I back. I was walking like a soldier. Are y'all getting this? Yes. Lay face, face. Ooh. True. Yeah, you know, they taught me through discipline how to walk, how to think, how to be decisive. They put drive in my life, how to get things done. There was a discipline. And those of you that were in sororities and fraternities, you had the same, similar type, type, type of training. They made us prepared for war. Nose or nose, screaming at you, cussing at you. Sir, yes, sir. You couldn't smile, couldn't smirk, all that. And listen, here's the thing I'm trying to get you to see. The discipline of 40 years ago is still driving in my life. It's still driving in my life. I want excellence. When we come into worship, I want excellence. I don't want mediocrity. I want excellence. We are an army. We're not here for you or for me. We're here for him. Can I get a witness? We want excellence. We don't make excuses. We don't become victims. Poor me. No. We rear up like an army. Can I get a witness? And, and child of God, in a similar sense, God says, I'm taking you through things you don't understand. But all of them are connected to the big picture. Can I get a witness? Every time we got to go through something, every time we come out limping, every time we feel hurt, every time we feel despondent, God is working on the building. That's why the song, that's, that's why Paul could say, and we know that all things are working together for the good, for them that when I come forth, I'll be like, go. Can I get a witness? So it was here in this context of discipleship that there's four things we want to see out of this, and, and I, 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 uh, I, um, I'm dogmatic when it comes to doctrine. Thank God somebody's dogmatic. We got so many flimsy people today, it's sickening. You believe one thing on Monday and another thing on Saturday. Can I get a witness? The, uh, the, 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 the fact of the matter is, is that when you look at chapter uh, 10, turn back to chapter 10 of Matthew, we'll go through these real quick. All Christians are called to a cross. It's a direct call. And look at chapter 10. Are you with me? Come on now, speak up. Verse 32 and 33. Look at this. Whosoever therefore shall confess me as Lord before men, him or her will I confess also before my Father, which is heaven. The first thing we see as part of this discipline of being called to a cross is confession. Jesus is saying, Raymond Maurice Gordon, I need you to be bold enough to confess me as Lord before anybody. And here's what I'm going to do for you because I'm your high priestly, amen. I'm your high priest and I'm interceding for you day and night. When God the Father struggles with you, I'll confess you before him. Yeah. Amen. Father, I know he's messed up and crazy, but I got his back. Don't you need somebody in your corner every now and then? Don't, don't you need somebody that can speak on your behalf? Don't, don't you need somebody that can put a good word? I'm preaching now, in for you. He starts with confession. But look at 34 to 36. He moves the conflict. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. Now, listen to pastor carefully. The ultimate reward will be peace with God, but the immediate requirement is conflict. You didn't get that. When I come into your life, I'm going to set a man at variance, verse 35, against his father, the daughter against the mother, daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law, a man's foes will be they of his own household. No, no, Notice what Jesus is saying. When you live as a disciple under the lordship of Christ, you're going to bring some trouble to your own house. You're going to bring conflict. See, people whose lives are governed by Jesus, we always start trouble. I'm pausing purposely. The world will clap if you just say God. The world will applaud you if you are religious. But when you start talking about Jesus, they don't want nothing to do with you. I was telling him this morning, there was a story in the news, a man who was a pastor and uh, his son did some, uh, you know, questionable things and he decided to turn his back on the church in lieu of his son. And, and society applauded him. I can tell my children right now, you turn your back on Christ, you turn your back on me. Christ comes before you. Let that be a message. I'm not going to hell with you. I'm born again. I'm blood washed. I'm blood, I'm blood born. And I'm not going to change the word of God to make you feel good. Do I have a witness up in the house? My mind is made up. My heart is set. You're gonna bring conflict in your own family. Conflict, conflict, conflict in your one of them family meals, Thanksgiving or Easter. Somebody gonna come over from a different faith. I'm preaching now. Can I get a witness? And you're gonna sit there and everything in you. You you want them to get saved, but you're a witness. You can't be compromising what you believe because they're your cousin. You 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 better tell your cousin the truth. Baby, I love you, but you going to hell. Amen. Can I get a witness? You, you need to be born again. You, you need to be blood washed. You, you know. We sit up here. Well, let me pray about it. I, I, I need, I need a political way. No a no, no political way. Just say it. The Bible says. And if you don't want to say it, call me up. I'll say it. I'll come over to your house with your brothers and just look at them. Listen, love you. <laughs> Glad we all eating dinner here today. But you can really go to hell. God didn't tell you to cultivate no relationship and wait six months till they get tight with you before you can witness. God didn't tell you to do that. God told you to give them the gospel. So Christ is going to bring conflict. When my mother used to say, I don't mean no harm. I said, here it comes. <laughs> I'm your mother. I'm going to tell you what ain't nobody else going to tell you. Isn't that right? How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Huh? Confession, conflict. Look at verse 37. Real quick, confidence. Look at 37. He that loveth a father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. See, this sounds almost this sounds almost contradictory to truth no, the conflict moves to the confidence Jesus saying I don't want nobody in your life coming before me you gotta deal with that you gotta deal with that and then in verse 32 he deals, with, 38 he deals with the cross are you with me? And he that taketh not, look at a personal pronoun, his cross, which denotes specificity. Each of us have a cross. Your cross is not my cross. My cross is not your cross. He says, he that taketh not his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Now, when you look at the disciples, in chapter 16, there's a list of disciples, and they, we have these lists all through the New Testament. Listen to this. There's 12 disciples who were 12 apostles, 12 disciples. And of course, you need to understand that these lists, they always start with Peter. It's four groupings of... It's three groupings of four people. Three times four is 12. Three groupings of four people. In the first list, it's always the list of two sets of brothers. Andrew and Peter were brothers, and then James and John were brothers. So that's the first four. Now, James, Peter, and John were the inner circle of disciples, but it was Andrew who introduced Peter to Jesus. He went up to Peter and said, Peter, come on, we found the Messiah. And and when he brought Peter to Jesus, Amen. That when you begin to look at these disciples, these learned Jesus told them, He said, "Leave your nets. I'm going to make you fishers of men." Isn't that right? He told Matthew, who was at the receipt of custom. Matthew was a tax collector. Amen. He said, "Follow me." And by the way, the other disciples ain't like Matthew because he was collecting um, false tax from the Jewish people. They they couldn't stand him. You understand what I'm trying to say? And, 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 and so, when you begin to look at these disciples, he is bringing on these disciples, I call it the dirty dozen, he's bringing on, amen, a dirty crowd of 12, and with 11 of them, he's going to turn the world upside down. And everything he did in the disciples' life was used as a teaching mechanism He said, listen, the only reason that he waited four days to raise Lazarus was for disciples. He said, I'm glad for your sake that I wasn't there to the intent that you might believe. Can I get a witness? When he was on that ocean liner and a storm rose up, amen, and the disciples said, wake up, don't you care that we perish? And and Jesus stood up and said, oh, ye little faith. And, And when he got finished, the disciples said, what manner of man is this that even the seas and the winds obey him? He was... He was influencing them. He was teaching them. He was nurturing them. And the problem in the church today is we have no more nurturing in discipleship. You come up the aisle, you get saved, you want to jump in the ministry. You don't want no discipleship training. Don't get quiet. You don't want to sit under a teacher and learn the foundations of the faith. Do I have a witness? You, you don't want to come to core and Bible study and learn the Word of God. You want to you, you be a ready-made Christian. Let me get, no, I'm going to heaven and then go back and sit in your seat and live a life of hell. We, the church is no longer nurturing disciples. We do here. Because I demand it. Amen. That's why we nurture people and do discipleship. It's beautiful every second Sunday to see hundreds of people want to class. Can I get a witness? Amen. They're learning Jesus Christ. Amen. Let me tell you why you need to be in discipleship. Because Satan is looking at his watch. As you come up the aisle, he coming after you can I get a witness and if you don't have the doctrinal sustenance to withstand attacks if you don't have the growth to understand amen that these are no coincidences satan is throwing darts at you if you don't have that shield of faith to block off his darts and the sword of the spirit to hit him back you going if you don't have the helmet to protect your mind of salvation. And the breastplate to protect your heart. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. If you don't have your loins. girded with truth. Satan going to blow you away. Can I get a witness? When you know. Who you know. When you know who you are. You've got all power. In the word. Thy word have I hid in my heart. on, about can you pray? Pray for yourself. You can start talking back to that devil. Say you a liar. In the name of Jesus. I'm a child of the king. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a I'm a holy nation. I'm a peculiar person. Can I get a witness? And I've got the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside. Can I get a witness? I can walk right, talk right, think right, do right. You know why? Because I've got power. You can't put no bottle before me and I'm going to get drunk. You can't put no joint before me and I'm going to smoke. You can't put no cocaine before me and I'm going to sniff. You can't put no naked woman before me and I'm going to commit. You can't do it. You know why? I know you're looking at me funny. You know why? Power. What I can't do, he can do. Now unto him who's able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless. Any able? Any he able? He's able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. It's getting tight up in here, Doc. You better know Satan coming with temptations. You better know he's coming with fears. You better know he's coming with emissaries. He gonna pull up your past, he gonna pull up your history, he gonna pull up your hurts, he gonna get into everything that has been in your past life. He's trying to find a combination to bring you down. But thanks be to God, I said thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Look at this. It's coming. The cross. Look at the compassion in verse 39. We almost finished. He that findeth his life shall lose it. He that lose his life for my sake will find it. God didn't ask you to go on no search for no vision. God, See, all this stuff we hear on TV is a lie. God didn't ask you to come up with some vehicle, no, no, he didn't ask you to He said, you lose your life in me, you're gonna find it. When you recommit to me, you're gonna find it. When, when you trust me, you're gonna find it. Yeah. Look at 40 and 41 real quick. He that received, you received me, and he received me, received him that sent me, and he that received a prophet, in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. But then seven is in verse forty-two is the cup, and whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall no wise lose his reward. Why? Because sixteen twenty-four says, turn to Matthew sixteen twenty-four, real quick. If any man will come after me, who is he talking to? His disciples. That is, your pride, your selfishness must be put away, your personal, amen, promotion must be put away, your selfish priority must be put away, your own purpose must be put away. That's why Paul said, for me to live is Christ. If you deny yourself, take up His, personal pronoun, your cross. And follow me now. Let's 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 give definition to a cross. A cross was those beams, those wooden beams, that the Romans made Jesus carry to Calvary. And let me let me let me be even more emphatic. The cross is what Jesus had to carry before he died on it. What you're going to carry is going to be in direct relation to you and I dying. I'm not talking about dying physically. Just, Just hold on, I'm coming. There's some metaphors here. See, we gotta die. We don't wanna die. We do everything not to die. We, we don't want to die. We don't want this flesh to die. We don't want the notoriety of who we are to die. We just don't want it to die. We want it to live. Are you getting I this? I played organized baseball overseas and here. Now listen, I played baseball all my life. That was my favorite sport. I know you got to this this back shoulder, this back elbow. You got to have it up. You can't have it down. You'll pop it up. It's got to be up. You got to take your stand. I know all the mechanics of baseball. Been over them over and over again. You throw me a fastball, belt high, inside, kiss it. It's gone. Four hundred feet out. It's gone, Doc. Belt high, inside. I just go. Poof. And then I had a nerve. To stand at the plate, drop the bat, and wait, and wait for it to clear the fence. And I wouldn't run, I would just start off like this. My dad just said, you hot dog, you hot dog. You know. I, I wasn't a good basketball player, but when I got my shot going out, money. I used to frustrate these young boys here and shoot. I say, I'm a Philly boy. Y'all boys in Jersey don't know about no ball money. (laughs) But the guys that could really play basketball say, oh, he faking. We got him, Doc. You understand what I'm trying to say? I play football overseas, semi-pro. And y'all heard the story. I mean, we was drinking beer. I was 19 years old overseas, drinking beer, 70, 71, 70. I'm drinking beer with my boys, and they're having a big football practice on the field. All these big guys, and I walked up on the field, 19 cocky. I said, I want to join the team. Coach said, get out of here. I said, I want to join the team. Can't nobody on your team run faster than me. They put this boy, newbie from Richmond, Virginia, never forget him. They said he ran 100, about 9, 9, nine 10, something, I don't know. what. I blitzed him. Eat your heart out. I beat the ball running. They put me on the team. Naples, Italy, Armed Forces. They put me on the team. First game, all of them Italian girls in the stands, go, go, go. And I was a defensive halfback and this ball, about 300 pounds hit me, boom. I said, <laughs> told the coach, that's it. <laughs> I'm out of here, Doc. But in every sport, there was a discipline. There was a discipline, Doc, that you had to have. Are y'all praying with me? That's why I loved Allen Iverson, man. Pound for pound, he was the best enemy ever had. You understand? He he was the man. He had that, about him. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They was interviewing him, they said, what do you think about the great Michael Jordan? He said, blank, blank, Michael Jordan, I'm here. I said, then, then he did that crossover and on Michael and did it like that. I said, that's my man. But listen, the fact of the matter is, is that when we become a disciple, it's a difficult call. There's some difficulty God's going to engineer into our lives. Look at Mark chapter 8, turn to your right, real quick, Mark chapter 8, we'll be out here in a minute, Mark chapter 8, it's it's, it's a direct call, but it's a difficult call. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's going to be difficult. Amen. 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 Mark chapter 8, hang in there with me, verse 34, look at 34a, and when he had called the people unto him with his what? Disciples also, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me. If there's a desire to mimic me, to learn from me, let him, what? Deny himself. And that's just the opposite of all them stories I just told you. Deny him self. Amen. And look, 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 look. Take up, Lord have mercy, his cross. So, God's, Jesus says the first thing, you got to start denying yourself because you and I can't coexist. I'm the one on the throne, not you. You got to dethrone yourself, enthrone me. Then you got to be willing to take up your cross, your cross being and follow me. Are you getting this? For whosoever will save his life will lose it. If you put anything before me, it's going down. Lord, have mercy. Are you getting this? But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake. Now, he's not talking about death. He's talking about priority. Are y'all getting this? Hang in there with me now. Look, look at 37. Or what shall a man give in exchange for a soul? That is, he is saying that we, we ought to dismantle self. Amen. And let Jesus be on the throne because this cross we have to carry is going to bring us some difficulty. It's supposed to bring you difficulty. Come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke and learn of me. The yoke is the wooden harness that two oxen were in. Now there's a lot of stories about these har- uh, uh, harnesses and the oxen. In other words, one oxen, the reason they harness oxen together is so they can walk together. But there's a spiritual definition here too. That when all the weight is on you and you're in a harness with Jesus, all you got to do is shift the weight. And he takes it up. <laughs> He can walk with you and be carrying it all the weight. Come on. Ain't no weight on you. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so when he talks about the difficulty of... And see, this is why a lot of Christians today are falling out the water because nobody's telling them up front, this life is not a life of ease. This life is hard. I can't go back to the things I used to do. And only God knows what that was. Can I get a witness? Cuz you know what we did all our lives when trouble came we ran. If trouble comes to the relationship, run to the next one. It's getting it's getting tight now. Uh, don't don't stand there and fight. Don't give it. Just don't have an attitude of stick-to-itiveness, don't pray through anything, don't, don't endure anything, just do what naturally comes to you. Get out of Dodge. Some of us have been running all of our lives and we're still trying to run. And you need to stop running and face the music with Him. Do I have a witness? Because you got a big brother that's going to protect you. You got Jesus the Christ that's going to stand in your stead. I remember as I was growing in Christ, I I wanted to the Lord in prayer. I said, I I had tears in my eyes. I can't live this life. I can't live it. I can't live it. You want me to abstain from this and abstain from that? I can't do it. I've tried. I'm tired of living like this. And I, I didn't hear nothing coming back from the Lord. I was just just complaining. "Ah, You want me to abstain from sex and abstain from the way I get money and abstain from smoking and abstain from the clubs. I'm tired of all this abstaining. I don't want to do it no more. Jacob's saying amen. Amen. Is this an extension of your New Year's Eve service? Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Uh... That boy preached on New Year's Eve. He was angry. Well, you still angry? Listen. And the Lord said, I never asked you to do it. I asked you to ask me to do it through you. It, It is not your strength. It's my strength. And your weakness You're made strong in your weakness and my strength. You ain't getting this. See, I need you to come to the end of yourself where you stop trying and start trusting. Uh, Do I have a witness? I need you to give up your rights and look to the hills from whence cometh your help. I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help is coming from the Lord who made heaven and earth. We're called to carry a cross. Difficult call. Difficult. I was sharing last Wednesday, I was talking about all the sick attitudes I had in the world about relationships. Man, are you kidding me? I ain't falling with that. And the Lord had to transform my thinking. Are y'all getting this? From a dirty, no good sinner to a saint. You can't live with the same programs. God's got to reprogram you. He's got to break you. He's got to make you. He's got to mold you. He's got to shape you to what he wants you to be. Look at this, all Christians third are are called to be crucified through their cross. That is a diminishing. Romans 2.28 talks about that the true Jew is the spiritual Jew, not the physical, not uh, of of the spirit, not of the letter, circumcised of the heart, not of the flesh. There's got to be a diminishing. look, Look, the diminishing of us Is what exalts Christ. When God allows us to fall and fail, it helps us to grow. Are y'all getting this picture? We got to become diminished. We got to we got to get off the throne and put God on the throne. And many of us don't want to do that. My God. And there's nothing more humble than to know what you used to do you can't do anymore. As I kept playing baseball, I, you know, I realized when I was at my heyday, I was 22, 23, 24 years old, hitting home runs out of sight. When you get in your 30s, your bat speed slows up. Now guys can throw balls past you. Are y'all getting this picture? So I still think I got it up here. Now nah, give me the bat, man. Give me the, come on, bring it, bring it, woof! Woof! (laughs) Choke up. Woof! Very humbling to know you can't do what you used to do. Are y'all getting this? I first got married. Sister Gordon and I used to run. I run two miles. She run five. She'd be on her fourth mile, be standing there. <laughs> ain't nothing happening, baby. And then we, you know, I told, you know, she, she swims like a shark. I said, I ain't gonna never let no woman beat me swimming. You can forget that. She said, go for it. One, on three. One, two, three. We in the water. She she, 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 she. She had the finish line waiting for me. I said, what kind of mess is this? So what came out of my mouth? You cheated. You cheated. So we had three contests. I lost all three. And I still got something to prove. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are y'all getting the sermon? I still got to prove to her that I'm the Johnny Miller of the family. So we go down Ocean City, take a vacation. No kids. She swimming like a shark. She's sitting up in the beach chair, reading a book, and I'm on the diving board. <laughs> Went all the way up in the sky. All these people looking at me like, "Woo!" I said, I'm going to come down in the water and go all the way to the bottom. It was 18 feet. I thought it was 12. <laughs> I'm going to go all the way to the bottom, and I'm going to swim the pool on the floor of the pool all the way to the end. So I was on the diving board. I hit the bottom and I start going Shh. and I could see the light come through, shoo. Then I said, man, I'm running out of breath. <laughs> so I start coming up, and then my mind is 12 feet. Now, now I'm 6'1", I, it's 12 feet, so I only got like three strokes. I got to the third stroke said, so, hey, something's wrong, something's wrong. Something's wrong. <laughs> So I was going oh. So everybody looking at me, Sister G put down a magazine. She said, I thought I was going to jump in and save you. I have said I would have killed myself. So now I only go in seven feet of water. I'm 6'1". I can reach out. <laughs> ah! Won't God humble you? Won't he humble you? But I still had something to prove. So we go to the Bahamas, and so I rent one of those, what do you call them? Yeah, I'm in the water, so my son Ray, he, he said... Hey dad, let me get on with you. I said, all right, get on my back. And this 30 feet of water, I'm going, he he choking me, Dad. Hey, Dad, you wanna you to turn this off? I said, well, get off of me, boy. Every man for himself, get off of me. We argued out there. So I'm finally convinced that the Lord wants me on land. Check this out. All Christians are called to be crucified through their cross. Both your diminishing and your desires. Romans, uh, Galatians five twenty four says, and those who are Christ, who belong to Christ, have crucified the flesh, with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. What is it that has to be crucified? Our affections our afflictions, and our attitudes. But finally, as we close, all Christians are called to be Christ-like in their cross. This is deliverance. Galatians 2.20, don't turn. I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, not I, but it's Christ that lives in me and the life that I now live I live by faith in the son of God this matter of the cross is significant as Jesus carried his cross to Calvary they put him up on it they nailed him to the cross till he died we have a cross to carry it's a direct cause, it's a difficult cause, it's a diminishing cross, but it's a delivering cross. As we carry our cross, Jesus is helping us to carry it. As we carry our cross, we're getting closer to, the, to being Christ like. As we carry our cross, our calling is by grace, our calling is not to be great, our calling its for guidance our calling is to carry our cross here is the x factor nobody knows your cross but you Amen. all of our crosses are different what i what 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 god has placed in my life to carry he has probably placed something else in your life to carry we all have a cross to carry. And you're going to carry it. And you might as well carry it in his strength. You might as well carry it praising his name. You might as well carry it trusting him daily. You might as well carry it thanking him for it. Paul says, "I in everything give thanks. I thank God for my infirmities." But when I'm weak, then I'm strong. What are you carrying this morning? If you're carrying a cross, you are truly a disciple whom God is going to bless and reward for carrying that cross. If you cheat and throw your cross down, you got to pick another one up. You and I are going to carry cross till we see him. Can I get a witness? Until he says, Well done, thy good and faithful servant, for carrying your cross. Jesus struggled with that cross, got to Calvary. They nailed his hands, nailed his feet. He lived another six hours. He saved the thief in the air. He mumbled the seven last words. And at three o'clock in the afternoon, he died and gave up the ghost. But Christianity never stops on Good Friday. Good Friday is always a bridge to get to Easter morning. Good Friday is the pain. Easter morning is the power. Good Friday is the challenge. Easter morning is the commitment. But early, he got up with all power, all power, all power in his hands. You have a cross to bear. Let's stay on our feet this morning. As every hit is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. You need to be saved. If you want to be saved, just raise your hand. The Lord will save you this morning. Is there one? Or perhaps you are saved looking for a church home. Raise your hand. If you want to join our church, is there one? We invite anyone to come and join. Amen. Will you come on up? Praise Jesus. Come on. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you, man. Thank you. Hello. Hello. How are you? Praise Jesus. Is there another? Step out. Is there another? Is there another? I couldn't think of a better church. Is there another? Praise God. Will you go with the ministers, please? Thank you both. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Remain standing. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for discernment as we partake.